This is Unspoken Secret episode 19. We're going to talk about ghosting because I'm very passionate about it. And today I have my old roommate's new wife. <laughs> I didn't want to like make you seem like you're the old wife. No, you're the new <laughs> wife, past roommate, um, joining me, Chris, his wife, Ashley. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Um, you said you currently or previously attended BYU Idaho. Mm-hmm. What were you studying up there? Did you have a major picked out? Oh boy, I bounced around a bit, but I'm mm. settled on graphic design. I'm gonna go back to school when Chris is finished with school. So that's smart. Yeah, I remember hearing all about that and wondering what you guys were gonna do when you guys decided to get married. Yeah, that was a long distance mm-hmm. call. <laughs> I was impressed. And inspired. <laughs> um, what do you like to do? Um, well, because graphic design, so I enjoy art. I've been doing calligraphy and like hand lettering oh, really? lately, so that's been pretty fun. I will make and sell little projects on the side. Um, I also I enjoy music. I love to sing. I used to play the flute. I haven't played the flute in a long time, but I still. Hmm would enjoy that if I had the opportunity to play again. Yeah, so. for sure. I get that. I used to play the violin. Mm. Um, and I was actually pretty good at it. But it's been years and years and years since I played. So I don't even know if I could anymore. I mean, I'm sure I could pick it up again. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely don't have the time to like maintain it. Yeah. Okay, so... Ghosting. (laughs) (laughs) For for those of you who don't know, I I think ghosting is a fairly new term. Kind of? Kind of. I don't really know. I mean, the concept is about as old or as new as I think social media because I don't know if people could really ghost without the internet. It's true. You know, maybe like, back in the day, they just didn't write a letter back. <laughs> yeah. like, But I feel like people would be understanding of that because it took three months to get the letter anyway. Fair. I don't know. Um, but ghosting is when you decide to cut off all communication with someone without any explanation. Um, I think both parts of that like definition are key to what ghosting is. Mm-hmm. Um, just no explanation just out of the blue, and then you suddenly just stop responding to someone that you were previously talking with and had a somewhat of a relationship with, whether it was just a friendship or an actual, like, romantic relationship or whatever. Um, I personally (laughs) think that ghosting is, like, the worst thing you can ever (laughs) do to a person. Um, Oh, I guess, like, part of the reason that this even came up was you made a post on Facebook? I did. I was, I asked, I just wanted, it was just for fun, just a discussion post, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's an, what's an unpopular opinion that you guys have? And there were a lot of responses. And Brad, you said, <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, ghosting is worse than murder. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> it is. is. It's just, it's. Man, it's just not a pleasant feeling when you are the receiving end of that when someone mm-hmm. just disappears and you're like, okay, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember um, I had actually thought of several different unpopular opinions that I had. 
um, that I was trying to decide, like, what should I say? Because I was like, oh, I have so many. Um, but then I just went with that one because it was, like, the most simplistic. And I felt like that was one of the opinions I have that people have yet to change my mind about. Mm. Um, a lot of my unpopular opinions, I've talked with people and, like, been able to see a different side to it. And so I'm not, like, as, like, hard and fast on it. Mm-hmm. But this one... I definitely, (laughs) I think it's like one of the worst things that you could do to someone because it is just rude. It's mean. And I don't know. I think if you are ghosting someone, you just have not hit a level of emotional maturity. I I do agree with that. Um, I think because when you're on the receiving end of it, it's just... To me, when someone is ghosting me, it can say a couple different things. One, it can say, I care more about my personal comfort than about mm-hmm. treating you as a human being worthy of my communication. Like, I care more about being comfortable than telling you what's going on. Or two, it's just straight up, like, you're not worth my time even to tell you why I'm not talking to you anymore. And mm-hmm. both of those are really hurtful. It's like, you know, and just telling someone especially in dating i think this is really common ghosting i mean it can happen in a lot of different ways but dating is very common and i mean if you're just not interested in that person it's hard to tell them and it might be awkward but it saves them from having any questions you know you tell them i don't think this is going to go anywhere sorry and then they don't have to sit and wonder or Mm -hmm. like keep their hopes up for an extended period of time and in the long run, it saves everyone a lot of grief, I would think. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think um, this is like, this is definitely related, but not like totally like has to do with ghosting. But I've, I've noticed that um, people who are like socially awkward or just don't quite feel comfortable with dating and getting to talk to people and especially with someone that they might be attracted to, um, there's a lot of people that just have a lot of fear and anxiety when it comes to that. And so they come off as maybe being a little crazy, a little mm. creepy, um, make the other person feel uncomfortable. And I don't know, I've, I've watched a lot of people react to that. And the way that they react is encouraging their behavior to be more socially awkward and socially anxious. And that's not to say that every person who approaches you and like tries to become your friend is like has to be your friend and is destined to Mm -hmm. you owe them like to go on a date if it's a romantic thing or you have to do these things but I do think that there is a certain level of just respect and like understanding that you can be nice in telling someone hey like I don't want to be your friend but I don't know it's just, I, I, I just think it's really sad because it totally creates this cycle of people who get rejected over and over. Mm-hmm. And so then they become more anxious. They become more crazy. They mm-hmm. almost become more forward because mm-hmm. they feel like, well, uh, these people, I don't like when people just like take advantage of me or pretend to be interested. So I just am going straight to the the point of the case Mm -hmm. and that can turn people away um i would say those people too like there are lots of people out there that don't naturally pick up on social cues 
Um, mm -hmm. I myself, when I was little, like I had to be taught a lot of social cues. I was just, I just didn't get a lot of things. <laughs> I was <laughs> kind of oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but ghosting that uh, that particular person, even if they're a little awkward or maybe a little creepy, that doesn't that doesn't help them. They never figure out what it is that they're doing wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to tell them like, hey, what you're doing is like you're doing this weird or you don't mm -hmm. necessarily have to call them out on their behavior, but you can at least be gracious to them. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, like everyone has their things they're dealing with and like, everyone deserves at least some kind of explanation as to why you're not going to communicate with them anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I asked a lot of people like in person and then also through my Instagram, um, for the podcast, um, a series of questions I had to do with ghosting, um, and then asked for like their explanation. I thought it was really interesting. Um, most people like barely, it was like almost like 55, 45, um, people think that it's okay to ghost. Mm. Um, so the majority, um, just barely, um, but their explanations all had that same theme of it's just easier um, they're being creepy or I just don't know how to respond. Um, they're not listening to me like I've told them over and over and they're still not getting the hint or picking up on the social social cue that I'm just not interested. Um, and I can understand all of those reasons, but I think some of those don't qualify as ghosting. Mm -hmm. um, if you've explained yourself mm -hmm. and you've told them, hey, I'm not interested, like, can we, like, stop talking? And they keep hmm. just going at <laughs> they it. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. I think that's totally fine to just ignore them and stop talking to them. you at least made an effort. To... You've made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I am all for boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think boundaries are very, like, healthy and necessary in a lot of cases. Um but I think before you can set that boundary, you need to at least explain that I'm going to set this boundary. I don't think it's fair to them to just, oh, they just keep coming at me and I, I'm just really uncomfortable and I'm just going to ignore them. No, you have to first at least explain. Help them out somewhat. a little bit. Help yeah. them a little bit because then they're just going to get angry. They're going to get really depressed. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly not going to help anyone. And... Mm -hmm that reflects badly on you mm -hmm. and your character. Yes, even if you don't intend it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would even say as well, like in addition to some of those reasons, if you have someone in your life who's a really toxic person that maybe you've tried to break ties with before, I've seen, I've had it my own experience with similar things and also I've had many friends who've had extremely toxic people and when you try to tell a toxic person like, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, they will pull every tactic out to get you to stay in mm -hmm. every manipulation and so often it's best at least from my experience with these kinds of people to just cut ties just mm -hmm. i mean even it, depending on how intense this person is maybe even blocking them um i at this point though i don't know if that's necessarily ghosting because it's almost like it's like you said setting boundaries and protecting mm -hmm. yourself uh, i've had to do that with a few people in my life and it was very hard to do at first um but it was very beneficial for me in the long run. So I would say that 
in some cases, cutting off ties with people is okay and maybe mm-hmm. even encouraged depending on what role this person is playing in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how there are now so many ways to connect with people that you can literally make contact with almost anyone. Um, but that doesn't mean anyone is compatible with you as a friend mm-hmm. or as a significant other. And some people are, like you said, toxic mm-hmm. to that. Um, and I think that is new. I think, I mean, before the internet, there are definitely still toxic people. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's a little more extreme, a little more apparent. It's a little more, it's like the awareness of that kind of mm-hmm. thing has really heightened. Yeah, you really have to pick and choose who you allow to influence your life because you could let anyone. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was just people who are already in your circle who are already a good influence on you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. They're hopefully <laughs> in your friend group, in the same interests, in your family. And there are still exceptions where there are people in those groups that aren't mm-hmm. healthy for you. But now it could be anyone from across the world that or really close to you <laughs> that is trying to like be a part of your life and setting boundaries is okay but I, you just need to do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, it's a delicate balance. <laughs> it is really, it is hard. It's really hard. Um, but yeah, I've, I've talked with so many people on both sides and people who were the ones ghosting always said that they just, that it was just easier to and that they felt that there, there was no other option for them. And like like we were saying, in some cases that wasn't really ghosting, that was setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. But when people just ignore and just stop talking to someone, then you listen to the people who were being ghosted and it is just the worst feeling because you are already so hard on yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is their worst critic. And so when you have someone that just cuts you out for no reason or explanation, then you are just left with your own thoughts because you literally don't have anyone to talk to anymore. It it almost (laughs) confirms what you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. in a way. You're like, if you already are not feeling great about yourself and then someone is just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not going to spend my time to explain myself to this person. You're like, well, I really am worthless, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's can be really detrimental, especially I think to people who suffer from anxiety and depression who already struggle with those thoughts and then Mm -hmm. they get ghosted and it's just, it's hard to deal with. It is. Um, did you have any stories you wanted to share with ghosting? Oh, let's see here. I have a couple. I mean, just a couple minor ones and then maybe like a, a big one. But um, I just it mostly was this like romantic kind of situations where ghosting, like I said before, where ghosting mm-hmm. appears, I think. But um, I once had a pretty serious relationship. Well, it was... I don't really know what to call it. <laughs> we were, like, really, really close friends, but very romantically interested in each other. Okay. Um, but we never became official. We might as well have, for, I mean, for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, but we didn't because we were in high school, and he mm-hmm. left on okay. his mission. I left on my mission, and he came home while I was on my mission, and basically kind of more or less wrote me off. He was like, let's just stay friends. Or I, it was very, very confusing. I didn't mm. understand what was going on. I thought he was maybe still interested, but he was also super distant. And 
then at one point I remember just asking him for an explanation of what, like, where were we at? Like, what was going on? What, what were his feelings about towards me and why? And, you know, I just wanted an explanation because it was very frustrating and hard for me to go from week to week, like, not sure if I was going to get an email or not. And if I did, it was very, very, like, vague Mm -hmm. (laughs) and unclear. And I just, I didn't know where we were at. And I remember asking him for an explanation. And he, first of all, he told me he didn't have time. He said he didn't have time to write me every week, which was very hurtful because we were extremely close. And so that was that came out of nowhere for me. I was like, where is this coming from? And why are you treating me this way all of a sudden? Mm. And then I asked for an explanation of what was going on. And I got absolutely nothing. Like, just absolutely. And that was incredibly hurtful. Like, this person who was, for a time, my, my closest friend. And I, like, I was, he was the last person in the world that I ever thought would treat me this way. And it was very devastating for me at the time. I, because that, that, Silence, to me, just said, you're not worth my time anymore. You are so not worth anything to me that I'm not even going to take the time to try and explain to you why I'm doing this to you. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to move on with my life because you don't matter to me anymore. That was what all that said to me. And that was really hard. And that was, I think that's where I kind of got a really strong opinion on on ghosting. (laughs) It hurts. It hurts. And even though it probably would have been hard for him to explain those things, it would have, and it would have been really hard for me, and I might have had a hard time accepting it even, but it would have helped me in the long run because for I was dragged on for months, just you know, and that lack of closure too was like driving me crazy, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was hard to deal with. I obviously was able to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurts. <laughs> but if you're out there. <laughs> if you're out there. Um, (laughs) So you still haven't made contact with him? No. Wow. How long has it been? It's been years. Years? Yeah. That is... I feel like it's a pride complex Hmm. where when you ghost someone, I mean, you might not realize it, but you are saying, I'm too proud to talk to this person anymore i you are saying i am better than this person and that's why they feel worse is because you are putting yourself above mm-hmm. it might be really hard and scary but by not doing it you are being very prideful mm-hmm. because you're saying that your feelings your discomfort in trying to explain why you don't want to talk to them anymore is more important than their discomfort of being ghosted in my opinion, because we talk about ghosting and how much it hurts and things, and I've wondered, like, why is that such a big part, especially in our culture? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that so prevalent? And I think I've given a lot of thought to this, but I think it's kind of a symptom of a bigger thing where it's conflict avoidance. There's this big, there's this big culture or habit, I guess, within the culture. I don't know what you would call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trend. Trend. There we go. <laughs> That people are so afraid of conflict that they will just ignore it Mm -hmm. or they will ghost or they will bottle up feelings and be passive aggressive. And I've noticed that so often, especially just when going through school and things. And it's 
very interesting to me because I'm always I'm a very straight up person. So mm-hmm. if if something is bothering me, if I sense something is off in a friendship or a relationship, I'm going to be like, hold the phone. Let's talk about this. Let's sit down. Let's figure this out. What's going on? Let's work it out. But a lot of people would just rather pretend it's not there. Yeah. And I actually posted on on Facebook a while. It was a few years ago. I was having some struggles with a roommate who halfway I thought we got along great I thought we were great friends I loved her she was funny we had a great time like being sarcastic with each other mm-hmm. and about halfway through the semester I noticed she was kind of cold towards me and I just thought well maybe she's just stressed it's whatever I've mm-hmm. come to find out later that she was upset at me was angry at me over a few various things that I had inadvertently done or you know all these things and she had been talking about me to all these people and she hadn't said a word to me, not a word. Ew. And I was really confused. I was like, why don't you just come and talk to me about it instead of letting it fester? And like, I can't be held accountable to what I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like I didn't know that I was doing anything that was upsetting her. And that was very frustrating. And I asked a question on Facebook about, about kind of about conflict avoidance. I was like, Mm. if if there's a conflict, if you know something's wrong, like, would you rather just kind of avoid it or would you bring it up? I can't remember exactly how I worded it. And I expressed my opinion that I think it's best to communicate, you know, like I Mm -hmm. expressed how important communication is. And a lot of people actually said that they, they try to avoid, avoid it, avoid like confronting anyone about an issue that they're having because they're afraid of making things worse or it's uncomfortable or it just the thought of confronting someone makes them nervous and Mm -hmm. so there's just this big this big trend of conflict avoidance where people don't communicate they don't talk things out they don't express how they really feel it's such a problem it's a huge issue i think just that communication aspect probably is the root of almost every problem that we have mm-hmm. um, within this day and age. And it just, it blows me away that people who ghost, like, I don't know, if you don't have the communication skills or the capacity to let someone know that you're not interested in them, like, they're already someone that you don't want to see later, don't want to continue a relationship with, if you don't have the communication skills to let them know this problem mm-hmm. and you're just avoiding that conflict, how on earth are you going are you going to address someone that you actually care about mm. and that you want to continue the relationship if you can't deal with someone that eventually is not going to be a part of your life anymore? Yeah, deal with if you can't even yeah. resolve that aspect, how are you going to resolve future conflict That's you're a not really really good point because I, I and everyone's different I guess but for me when I'm closer to the person bringing up problems can be sometimes harder because you care a lot about that person so mm-hmm. you want to be very careful about how you bring it up and if you're afraid of conflict in general if you're afraid of communication in general it's only going to get worse it's, mm-hmm. you know, communication is so hard and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward sometimes but it's so important <laughs> It really is. I remember um, my English teacher back in, like, elementary school. um, He was talking to us about, I mean, I want to say it was just, like, communication, but I I really don't know what he was trying to get across, um, what the topic was. But he mentioned that um, 
he he highly respects and feels like closer to people when they like tell him oh I didn't like this or I wish you had done it like this and he gave the example of um, a student giving him this birthday present um, and he was a huge fan of Superman <laughs> he had Superman posters all over the wall and he had a Superman shirt that he would wear um, but he was not a fan of Batman at all <laughs> and so one year um, before he had like become like fanatic and like made it very obvious that he liked Superman um, a student had brought him like a Batman something like action figure stickers I have no idea what it was but it was Batman themed and he told him he's like you know I really appreciate this gift but I do not like Batman I am probably going to return this I would prefer if you got me something that was Superman instead and like the class was just baffled that he like said this to that student because they're like you just hurt his feelings like you like you can't say that like he just put in all that time and effort and like you just like rejected his gift and it was a little harsh i do yeah. <laughs> i do think that but he did have a good point where afterwards him and that student had a much had a much closer bond because now they felt they understood one another they knew that they were honest with one another and he got to know a little bit more about the teacher and i, I don't know it's just something i was thinking about that even if it is hurtful like in the moment like makes you have like a stronger bond afterwards communication really does bridge gaps i think and i think Mm -hmm. maybe that's part of why i feel like too in our culture sometimes there's a little bit of distance in relationships with each other in some cases like very friendly very helpful but there's also very much a mentality of how are you doing oh it's good to see you well let me know if you need anything and it doesn't really go it's beyond very that hollow point. yes that's a good word for it mm-hmm. and i think the lack of communication has a big part in that because the more you communicate the closer you get with someone and when you mm-hmm. work through difficulties with someone when you come together and you work through a misunderstanding or a conflict you become so much closer to that person mm-hmm. and I mean, it doesn't always work out because it takes two people to make a relationship work. If you are trying your best to communicate with that person and they are still determined to make problems, then, you know, that kind of is, each case varies. It's kind of up to you what you want to do with that situation. But that kind of does come back to the toxic people. If you have a person in your life who's determined to misunderstand you all the time or cast you in a bad light all the time, maybe don't need them in your life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a really strong drive for people to avoid the bad and seek after the good. Mm -hmm. And that's just normal. That's fine. Um, But I remember talking to one of my friends just the other day um, about going to church and how church a lot of times is that place where you You go because you want to be uplifted. You want to feel good. You want to be surrounded by people who love and support you. And those are all great things. Mm -hmm. Um, But as someone who has gone to church and felt kind of distant and felt like I had a really rough week and things aren't going well, um, just hearing everyone try to, like, overlook my problems 
and be like, oh, things are going to work out, and God is so good, and I just love you so much, and let me know if you need anything. And they just avoid, and they try to find solutions to me feeling bad instead of just letting me feel a little bit unpleasant for a while. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to not be okay. (laughs) It's okay to not be okay, and it's actually really healthy to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's actually very unhealthy to convince yourself to never not be okay or whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me rephrase it. It's okay. It's actually very unhealthy to try to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I was guilty of that for a long time. I was very, I like to consider myself a positive person. Uh, but when you have depression, like I do, it, mm-hmm. it has its limits. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, I am always a fan of trying to see things on the bright side, give people the benefit of the doubt and whatnot. But when I would struggle with depression, I was so hard on myself because I would hear, you know, these talks or, or other things that emphasize, like, just smile and have, like, just have that positive air around you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to try hard to be more positive. I'm just being a, a Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, it's just negative all the time and looking at the Nancy. bad and... Yeah, so that's a whole... I could talk about that whole subject for a mm. long time, too. Oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to back to what you said about ghosting, how it shows a sign of, of emotional immaturity. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. I'd actually never thought of it that way, but I think you're really right because communication, good communication, I think, is a very big sign of emotional maturity. And if you lack that or if you are afraid of that, and like you said, too, it's like a pride thing, because I think a lot of people are afraid of conflict or they're afraid of maybe even being told that they need to improve on something. Mm-hmm. And I've also known people like that, that they just, as soon as a conflict arose, they would just peace out. They were just gone. They would they were just running mm-hmm. away. <laughs> Did not want to be involved like with you, conflict. N- you're not going to survive. You're, you're not, not going to make it. That's not going to make anything better. You have to sit down and you know, grit your teeth and and get through it. That's why I'm so grateful for the mission because we had companionship inventory and while it was truly painful. I hated that. (laughs) That was one of my least favorite parts of the mission is having companionship inventory. Oh, it was, it was very, sometimes it was fine. You're like, oh, we're doing pretty good. But other times, especially if you're with a companion that you are struggling with and especially if you're the one that has an issue but they don't and you're like, great, I have to bring this up and I have to be the problem causer Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was so good for me to practice that because I you know Mm -hmm. 18 19 year olds (laughs) and their communication skills yeah it helps you to be able to bring up conflict in a way that you're still loving your companion Mm -hmm. which was always really hard for me because I always felt so much like contention and angst afterwards (laughs) because like either I had said something and like they didn't receive it very well that they had told me things I needed to improve on. I was like, no, I don't need to improve on that. <laughs> and, but it does help you to eventually like get to the point where, no, we both care about each other. We're trying and it's really hard, but you get through it and it's helpful. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's helpful. I mean, one of my, my mission president's wife, one of her favorite quotes was there's no, growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone which Mm. I really like because the things that are most worth it that will help your relationship grow the most are usually not light and breezy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so but yeah I have I'm I have very 
strong feelings about that. Like I, kn- I know that that is true from my own experience. I have had the relationships that I've had, friendships and things that have struggled, um, but have come back because we've worked things out. Those are my closest relationships. I think maybe that's why family ties can be so close too, because a lot of time you have to work it out with them because you're stuck with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really true. Like family makes it so difficult <laughs> sometimes because you, you're, they're family. They're your family. You don't want to sever ties completely. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out a way to resolve this conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. In some cases, I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I have a family that is very supportive and, and good, but I know not everyone is is lucky enough to come from a family that's mm-hmm. a healthy place for them. And that can be a really difficult thing too. And that is, you know, a, where you need to decide like, how much you want to stay in contact with them for your own boundaries and mental protection, basically. But overall, um, ghosting and communicating and confronting issues in a relationship, those things are skills you have to learn eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And the alternative to ghosting is actually like getting an explanation and that can hurt but like as someone who has experienced it having someone tell you i don't want to like be your friend anymore i like don't want you in my life as hard as that is to hear and as hurtful as that is it feels so much better to just know mm-hmm. to just get that rather than just nothing and you're just wondering you get closure a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're like, you are you free do. to move on and explore other avenues in your life. And you're getting the same message mm-hmm. that they don't want you to be <laughs> yeah. in their life. But one is a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Has a lot better results. Yeah. Yeah. You, yes. you recognize like, okay, well, maybe this is like what I can do to improve. Or like, I'm grateful that you said that. And okay, I'll like give you your space. And I don't know. It's just... So to someone who is like, for lack of a better way to say it, a serial ghoster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> has a problem has with it. Has a problem. Or they, or they don't see an issue in it. Or they just do it because they have no idea how else to handle it. Like what would you, what advice would you give to someone who maybe for all intents and purposes they have a good heart but they just don't know how mm-hmm. to handle I was I was actually thinking of this like in preparation um, because a lot of the avenues and platforms for ghosting is through online social media, um, especially dating apps. That's like oh, yeah. where they're like made for ghosting. It's like <laughs> what ghosting is about. Like I've been ghosted by a few friends, uh-huh. um, but most of what occurs when like most of ghosting occurs with dating apps. That's like where the issue really is. Um, And so to like someone who is a serial ghoster, (laughs) honestly, I think in a lot of ways, if you're, if you have a problem with ghosting, you probably aren't ready to be on those dating apps. Mm. You need to figure out a little bit more about yourself, maybe some time to yourself to reach that emotional maturity where you can resolve conflict in a healthy way. Because if you can't even do it online, like behind a screen, 
you're you're not going to make it when it's face-to-face confrontation. Yeah, especially with someone you care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and a very good point. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because mm-hmm. um, social media, dating apps, a lot of those things can be very overwhelming and detrimental to your mental health. And so taking a break from that, I think, is really helpful. Yeah, and that's something that I think should be more emphasized in our culture, too, that it's okay to take a break from dating or anything Mm -hmm. romantic whatsoever to work on yourself and maybe get yourself to a place where you feel you're ready to be a good partner for someone else and to be your best self with someone else. I feel like our culture rushes people a lot from a very, very young age Mm -hmm. into dating and then into marriage, and these people are just... Like, I got to date right now. I can't be single. I got to be dating all the time. Because single is the worst that can happen oh to me. Oh, my goodness. I'd rather have the plague. <laughs> Heaven forbid you're single. Yeah, <laughs> and, and these people are just, like, they almost rely on dating and relationships for their self-worth and for everything. And they're mm-hmm. in these relationships, and then they're married before they've even developed the skills necessary to communicate effectively or and to compromise and to you know, deal with these adult situations. They just don't develop those skills because they rush into everything so fast and they never take the time to focus on themselves and develop themselves and be a whole person on their own before mm-hmm. looking for someone else. And again, that's another thing I could talk about <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> yeah, self-discovery. Yes. All so those good things, yeah. Don't let the culture guilt you into thinking that you have to be on a dating app or have to be dating if you don't think you are really evaluate yourself and think am I ready for commitment and am I ready for a relationship and am I ready to work problems out with this person it's not Mm going to be all rainbows and butterflies it never is and um, if you don't think you're ready then it's there's no shame in taking that time to figure yourself out and to develop your communication skills Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's um, this idea that people are so afraid to be single and they just want someone to date. Um, but personally, I've learned that I have had to kind of change my mentality of thinking, oh, I just I need someone to date. I, I don't want to be single. I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I want someone to get married to or whatever it is. Um, but changing that to just focusing on the relationships you have Mm -hmm. and the people that you meet and know. And then like that will naturally occur. Like if there wasn't this idea of being married, like, I don't know, like just picture like no one ever got married. Like that's just not a thing or whatever it may be. Like no one has relationships, but you just find someone and you just naturally want to start doing those things that would make you seem like you're an official couple, you're now dating, you're now married or whatever, like that will come from a natural relationship rather than looking for just that. Rather than trying to force it. Yeah, trying to force it and trying to find someone to fit Mm -hmm. that slot next to you. Mm -hmm. Like, just don't worry about that. Like, if you find someone that you actually care about... Like, it won't be like, oh, finally, someone to just be married to, someone who can finally be that person in my life. I've been waiting for you. No, like, you will care about that person and then be like, I want to be with you and spend mm-hmm. time with you. And it's then it, and in that way, it becomes less about you and about trying to fulfill your needs through dating, and it becomes more about 
that person. And I think that mm. is a that's really, a much better way to a explain really good, it. <laughs> a really good foundation for a much mm-hmm. healthier relationship too, because yeah. you're not all wound up in what what can he give or she give to me? What can mm-hmm. I get out of this? And you know, it's yeah. And I think a lot. I think a lot of this stuff, all of this communication and ghosting, comes from a place of insecurity. Sometimes people are just mm-hmm. afraid. Um, so I think a l- I think the answer to a lot of this is just chill out, <laughs> take some time, calm down, discover yourself. It's okay. You mm-hmm. are okay. <laughs> yeah. And tell people. <laughs> and communicate. <laughs> communicate. Tell people you're taking a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say or what advice would you give to those who are on the other end who are being ghosted over and over and over? I would say it's really hard not to take it personally. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's it very, very difficult. But honestly, and anytime I've been in any sort of conflict whether it's ghosting or fighting with someone or whatever it is when I look back it was always a bigger reflection on them than on me in a lot of cases I mean they not saying that I was never at fault in these in arguments ever (laughs) (laughs) but like whenever someone had an issue with me that I didn't understand or that I wasn't like with this roommate that I mentioned earlier that didn't talk to me but talked to everyone else and I was like why what and I did I to this day I never really figured out what it was that she didn't that I that bothered her mm-hmm. I think it was just my personality kind of rubbed her the wrong way um but anyways anytime someone ghosts you or any of those things it's much more of a reflection on them and their lack of like you said emotional uh, maturity their lack of communication skills their lack of being ready for mm-hmm. this kind of thing than it is on you yeah. and to understand that their lack of communication does not equate to less worthiness on your part. You are not less of a person just because this other person could not communicate with you. Mm-hmm. They have their own thing they need to figure out, and you you don't need to torture yourself by thinking it was all your fault. Yeah, and that's definitely not like a shallow or hollow like thing to say like I know some people say like oh you'll find someone like the right person is out there and that can be like really like okay thanks that makes it feel great but honestly that is true like there are people there are many people who will love you for being you mm-hmm. and who probably already do mm-hmm. um, and it's okay if this one person just doesn't at that one moment in time and I do think going along with what you were saying that when people are ghosting it's probably coming from a place of their own emotions just like being all over um I mean I'm not a serial uh ghoster so I don't really know but I I have a hard time thinking that people who are like super happy and confident and just loving life will like just suddenly not want to talk to people. I do think the happiest and, like, healthiest mentally people I've seen are very good communicators. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is really essential to to a happy, healthy mental state is just being open. Because as you learn to be more open with other people, you also learn to kind of be more open with yourself, too. Mm-hmm. So if you are a person who has experienced, been on the receiving end of a ghoster (laughs) 
um, or even several times, then I can also say that the more you discover yourself and the more you love about yourself, the more you can be okay with who you are as a person, the less those kinds of things will bother you. They still are very annoying. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I will attack ghosters to my dying day. Like, <laughs> if I find out that you ghost on a regular basis, you have just like gone down in my in my eyes. Like I just Brad, are you I'm saying I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, are you saying that you're a Ghostbuster? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> music. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, but yes, I will bust all the ghosts because. But also, I do have sympathy as well because, like we were saying, like it probably shows that you are not in a healthy state mentally, emotionally, and so if you are, like, there are things you need to work out, and okay, that's okay. Like, let's get through them. Like. You can, um, but also, like, I don't like you. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone has their their flaws and their faults and their things they have to address with Mm -hmm. themselves, and that's okay. But it's not okay to use that as an excuse to hurt other people. So if you're a ghoster and you're working on it, props to you. If you're a ghoster and you don't think anything's wrong with it, I hope that we have convinced you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different direction with that sentence. <laughs> I was like, hmm, yeah. Anyway, um, any closing remarks? I think... I've said my bit. Yeah. I kept myself contained and resolved as well. I didn't <laughs> yell and scream like I thought I would. Took a lot of restraint. Gnashing you know. of teeth. Like, <laughs> we're all good. Yeah, we're, we're all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, I realized, um, like, leading up to this and as we were recording, that um, I have not uh, published an episode in over a month. And so in some ways, I was kind of ghosting (laughs) all of my listeners because with no explanation, I cut off all communication. (laughs) Oh, no. So I'm sorry. I have seen the error of my ways, um, but also, like, I am not getting paid to do this, and so I don't feel that bad. (laughs) (laughs) If I were getting paid and, like, people were, like, really depending on an episode every week, then I'd be a little more, okay, like, it's a higher priority. But just... Sorry, you've been ghosted, and now <laughs> I'm trying ghosted. to make things right. <laughs> this was real. This whole podcast was really just Brad calling himself to repentance. Yes, this was an apology. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, I would just say like maybe take some time to self reflect and and evaluate your communications with people, and see. This is to the listeners, by the way, not necessarily to you, Brad. (laughs) I feel personally attacked. (laughs) This is a personal attack on you, Brad. On my podcast. (laughs) Um, But just evaluate yourself and and your communications with people and really be honest with yourself. Like, am am I being upfront with people? Am I being honest with people about how I feel? Am I ghosting people? Am I bottling up feelings and then being passive aggressive towards someone? And think of what you can do to remedy that and you will, it will really pay off in the long run. You will feel better about yourself. You will have healthier relationships 
and the people around you will enjoy being around you a lot more as well. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> um, maybe I could have. I know. You could. <laughs> <laughs> a secret is a story untold, and I just told it. It's fun. <laughs> it's really fun.